0: Hello, everyone. Pastor Kurt here. Thanks for joining me for today's devotion. It is Friday, February 23rd, 2023. I'll be reading today from the Common English Bible Translation. The readings come from the Revised Common Lectionary Daily Reading, and you can find a link to those readings in the show notes below. I also have printed there the readings for today if you wanted to pause this and look those up before we continue. I do encourage you to follow along in your own Bible. Whatever translation you have is just fine. After each reading, there'll be a moment of silence for you to spend time reflecting on the passage, and then myself and Penny Benda will be offering up some reflections and thoughts today. So uh, Penny's going to be doing the first reading, and I will do the second. And so, before we continue, let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we are so thankful for this time to be together, and we pray as we open these passages that you would open yourself uh, to us, your will, your uh, open our eyes that we may see and our ears that we may hear, all that you'd have us know. For this we pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, here is Penny with our first reading from Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 through 6.
1: Today, I'm going to read for you Genesis 16, 1 through 6, and this is in the NIV version. And the heading on this says, Hagar and Ishmael. Now, Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go, sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your slave is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her.
0: This has actually been a reading from another one of the
1: devotions, and I think Pastor and I had talked about it. You know, just the fact that Sarai decided to take it into her own hands. She was going to have a child, and she did not want to wait on God to give the child to her. I mean, she was a lady of old age, so she's probably just had no faith, had no faith at all that God was going to do what he said, even knowing he promised her she was going to have a child, or promised Abram that they were going to have a child. So what does she do? She takes it into her own hands and she gives Hagar over to her husband. You know, first of all, most women wouldn't like that idea. I mean, why why would you even think that that would be an option? I have no idea. You know, and at first I thought it was actually Sarai that was treating Hagar bad, but now that I read this again, it was actually Hagar that was upset and she started treating Sarai bad. So it makes you wonder why? was was she jealous because she wanted more of abram for herself and now she was pregnant and she had to share him or was it because she didn't want to do this in the first place she didn't want to have a child with abram or there's so many questions you could probably ask about this and what do we really know no we just know that sarah gave Hagar over to her husband, and then she ended up getting pregnant, and she actually had the firstborn child for Abram. And then she flees from Sarai, you know? Because first of all, she was treating her bad. Now Sarai's treating her bad, and now Abram's not gonna stick up for Hagar. (laughs) He tells Sarai to do whatever she wants to with her because it's her slave, even knowing she gave her over to him for a wife, you know? most husbands will stick up for their wives if they feel that it's a just cause and they will stick up for them. But he didn't. He just told Sarai to take care of it herself. So I do feel sorry for Hagar in this case because she was more or less just a bystander. But she did have Ishmael and uh, Ishmael turned around and went on to be a leader of another group, another group of people for the Bible. So in some ways this is all wrong, but it also came down to good in the end. So I don't know how to how to
0: think about it. That, that's what I think though. I don't have much else to say about it. Thank you, Penny. Our next and final reading for today is from Romans chapter four, verses one through 12. And we're picking up pretty much right where we left off yesterday. Um, If you were, if you listened to yesterday's podcast. So again, this is Romans chapter four, verses one through 12. So what are we going to say? Are we going to find that Abraham is our ancestor on the basis of genealogy? Because if Abraham was made righteous because of his actions, he would have a reason to brag, but not in front of God. What does the scripture say? Abraham had faith in God and it was credited to him as righteousness workers salaries aren't credited to them on the basis of an employer's grace but rather on the basis of what they deserve but faith is credited as righteousness to those who don't work because they have faith in God who makes the ungodly righteous in the same way david also pronounces a blessing on the person to whom god credits righteous righteousness apart from actions Happy are those whose actions outside the law are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Happy are those whose sin isn't counted against them by the Lord. Is this state of happiness only for the circumcised or is it also for those who aren't circumcised? We say faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. So how was it credited? When he was circumcised or when he wasn't circumcised? In fact, it was credited while he still wasn't circumcised, not after he was circumcised. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that comes from the faith he had while he still wasn't circumcised. It happened this way so that Abraham could be the ancestor of all those who, are, who aren't who are circumcised, who have faith in God, and so are counted as righteous. He all. He could also be the ancestor of those circumcised people who aren't only circumcised but who also walk in the path of faith, like our ancestor Abraham did while he wasn't circumcised. All right, so this is kind of continuing the um, conversation I had uh, with you all yesterday uh, about um, God's forgiveness. And so we read the passage in Genesis that Paul is referring to here yesterday. And um, and so um, basically what we have here is, again, I'm just kind of reiterating this a little bit, that Paul's argument here is that, uh, for those who are circumcised or not circumcised, so circumcised folks where he is referring to the Jewish uh, community and uncircumcised folks, he's referring to the Gentile community. And he's making the argument, um, presumably to some Jewish folks that um, salvation is found uh, by God's grace and love and forgiveness um, rather than anything that we do, such as following the law. And so we know that God um is offers uh, love and forgiveness outside the law because that was given um, to Abraham who is the ancestor, not uh, ancestor biologically, but our ancestor in the faith, right? Because uh, God um, uh, made him righteous through his faith by his belief that God does what God says God will do through um, the promise that he made to Abraham and Sarai uh, or Sarah that um, they would have biological children together and descendants that would number more than the stars. And because Abraham had faith and trusted in God, um, God um, offered him love and forgiveness in exchange, right? There was that covenant they had um, between the two. And because Paul argues that this uh, grace was offered to Abraham before he was circumcised, then that um, is, is proof that um, this grace is offered to people, whether they've been circumcised or part of the Jewish community or not circumcised, part of the Gentile community. And that circumcision, which happened after the covenant and after um, this was uh, this righteousness was credited to him, um, the circumcision was a sign or was a seal of the covenant that God made with them. And so... Um, Whether we are circumcised or not, whether we are part of the Jewish community or the Gentile community, um, God's uh, grace is extended to all because Abraham is our ancestor in the faith. Um, So that's kind of the argument that he uses here. Um, And then he also uses David, King David, who wrote a psalm, um, and he lists that here in verses seven and eight. Um, He uses David as further proof. Uh, that God's grace is extended to people, whether they are Gentile or Jew. And uh, and in your Bible probably has this, um, but there's probably a little footnote, as as it has in mine, after verse 8. And in that footnote, it references the psalm that you can go back and look at. This is Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2, that he is referring to here. Um, and it says, Happy are those whose actions outside the law are forgiven, so for those who are Gentile, right? Those who are not living according to the law. Um, and so, uh, we are now all living according to Christ Jesus who offers us love and forgiveness. So there's the argument that Paul is lifting up, which I think is a good one because it reminds us that, um, that God offers all of us salvation and all we have to do is respond to that grace, right? We give of ourselves back to God. Um, and so, um, and we can get into the whole argument about works and, um, and faith and, you know, Paul though, I believe, as well as James, when you read the book of James would also argue that, um, faith and works are inseparable, that they go together, but it is through our faith and our trust where true salvation is found. So, um... So yeah, I think that's all I'm going to say about that today. <laughs> so I think we can all go forward in, in faith. Um, we can all go forward in the trust that God has us and that we are a part of God's uh, community here on earth as well as in heaven. And uh, we can have faith and trust that, uh, that God is with us and present with us and loves us and, and offers us all of those things, no matter what's going on in our lives. Um, and so that's, that's a good thing. And I'm grateful for that. So those are our readings for today. We are going to spend some time now in prayer. I'll be lifting up some prayer requests or categories of prayer. Um, After each prayer request, there'll be a moment of silence followed by um, the words, Lord, in your mercy, and your response will be hear our prayer. And in that silence, you can lift up your own personal prayers to God. When we're done with all of our um, prayers of the people, then we will uh, join together in the Lord's Prayer. So let us pray. Well, loving and gracious God, I'm so thankful for all that you have placed upon our hearts today through these readings and reflections. Uh, We come now before you today with those things that are heavy on our hearts, and we uh, lift up uh, prayers for the um, people in our faith communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all of those who are suffering and those who are in trouble. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the concerns of our local community. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the beautiful earth you have given to our care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the church universal, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we lift all this before you, praying for healing, comfort, strength, peace, and wisdom as we pray the prayer you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, that's all for today's devotion. I hope you were able to hear a word from God for your life today. If you have any questions, suggestions, or prayer requests, or would like to share with me some of your own thoughts and reflections on today's reading, I would love to hear from you. And you can send those to the show email at admin at pastorkurt.com. May you go forth today in peace, shining the light of Christ everywhere you go. Until next time, have a blessed day.